The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now here is Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase and I am so glad that you can join me today. Today we will be talking about some thoughts on religion. And before I get into that, I'd like to do my own little personal disclaimer that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase, and today's guest, Jim Stacy. Please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. I'd also like to say that you can find me on Facebook, on my Healing Whisper page on Facebook, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. As I've already mentioned, my special guest today is Jim Stacy. Welcome, Jim. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you, Marianne. It's a privilege to be on the show with you. I want to let everybody know a little bit about you. First of all, you, Jim, are a fellow host on Voice America, and you're on the uh, 7th Wave channel, and uh, just a little bit about you from time to time. A voice comes up upon the scene of human drama, and Lord knows there is enough (laughs) drama in our lives, and that person is you, Jim, that asks questions that are destined to shape anew the way people think, how they live, and what they value. Jim, you've written the book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, plus 10 other books about spiritual adventures of being human. In your first book, you have dared to call into question what Christianity has been teaching for over 1,700 years. And today you speak boldly and passionately about healing deeply and the healing needed by humanity. You began a doctoral pursuit with the study of the Aramaic language, Jesus' native tongue. You've been studying the meanings and applications of Aramaic for 15 years, 
Jim does deliver a non-religious message of healing, loving, and choosing our own destiny and transforming our human shadow, which is the message from the lost Jesus who said the kingdom of heaven is within you. So, again, welcome, Jim. And let's just start with the very complex question, if I may say, is what is spirituality versus religion? If I could first make one clarification, the, my first book, The Jesus Was Not a Christian, uh, I ch- actually edited that book, changed it, and it came out with a, a major publisher a few months ago. Mm. And it's now called Liberating Jesus from Christianity. So just oh. make that clear. I'll make okay. that note, too. <laughs> okay. Well, the question you ask, Marianne, is a question that's been asked for thousands of years, and it needs to be asked every day. Religion and spirituality, what are the differences? And I have a list of a whole bunch of them here, so I'll, I'll jump into it, and, and you can interrupt me anywhere you like. Okay. But, but for me, the basic answer to that is religion is always made up of man-made beliefs, man-made values, man-made dogma that are always based on externals the things around us in this three-dimensional world. Spirituality, however, for me, is to discover who we truly are. Spirituality is the inner journey, not the outer journey. Religion is the groups of people that live under the rules of control. Every religion has its control issues, every single one. And I don't personally don't consider Buddhism really as a religion because uh, most parts of Buddhism don't have that problem of the control issues. There's a few, but not not that many. But for me, religion, the man-made religions, the patriarchal religions, which I know best of Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, all of them live under rules. Spirituality means I'm free. I'm free of all the man-made rules. I don't even have to make rules for myself. I simply follow what I know to be true for me. And I always tell people, I'm not here to to have you follow me at all. Please don't. I don't want that. Re- <laughs> I don't want that responsibility. So you follow your own path. You discover, and that's every, everything that Jesus or Yeshua taught in the Aramaic was about that very thing. You choose. You choose. You choose. But religion is also living in guilt, shame, and remorse. If you break the rules, shame on you. If you don't do what uh, you're expected to do, uh uh-oh, you're guilty. And then you have to feel bad about that. But for me, spirituality is simply, I like the way Joseph Campbell put it, living in the delights of being fully alive. Well, that that is absolutely a, a wonderful message to remember because... Any of us who have read the four Gospels as well as the New Testament and Old Testament really will see how those rules that, at least in the New Testament, Jesus was coming to tell people this is not really the way it was supposed to be. I mean, he really got after the Pharisees constantly for mm-hmm. their their laws and the Mosaic law as it was. Yes. So now, 
what I really want to lean towards, this this show is about healing. And what we talk about a lot is how our negative beliefs cause us to become stressed out and ill. So how has religion, and you know, it doesn't even matter what religion a person follows, how has the religion created negative beliefs for people? Well, every religion starts with some man or men that have decided in their own fear-filled hearts that they have to have some way to know this God they can't see. And so the biggest mistake of religion is to decide how to define what they say is God. If I And I tell people so many times in uh, the, it, the patriarchal religions, if I had to believe in the God of the Old Testament or even the one that in the New Testament that some of the writers talked about, if I had to believe in that angry male God up in the sky, then I'm sorry, but I'm an atheist. <laughs> Because Jesus, Yeshua, never taught that kind of about that kind of God at all. So religion creates negative beliefs. Negative beliefs themselves contribute to our the state of being unhealthy. There's nothing like negative beliefs to make us sick. So what you're saying is believing in this um, angry God, this vindictive God has created the negative beliefs. Now, we we have spoken on the show so many times about how those negative beliefs uh, cause illness, and I want to refer everyone back to some of those previous shows just so mm-hmm. you can g- get a, a little bit of a feel for how those negative beliefs happen. So... <laughs> We're, we're talking about religion in general and, and, and specifically the more patriarchal religions. Does this not happen with the religions of the world that tend towards the more matriarchal? No, the, the, it was true that before the patriarchal structures came up on the scene, maybe six or 8,000 years before, or B.C. as we call it, or before the Common Era, that what was true on the planet is the goddess cultures. Merlin Stone wrote a book years ago called When God Was a Woman. And way back, and I don't know exactly, and nobody does how many years ago, but when or before people understood the birthing process, all they could see was that it was the women that got pregnant. It was the women that gave birth. And that was the beauty out of which the goddess cultures came forth. Then later, when men began, finally realized, wait a minute, they can't get pregnant without us. Oh, wow, look how, <laughs> we're the ones. We are. And so that was one of the major issues of shifting from the goddess culture to this male god culture that's in control. Okay. And so, it, it you know, in, in the way I see God, is that God has no gender. Because, because in my opinion, he created both men and women. So that 
but it, it seems that the patriarchal cultures then have caused the the belief systems to be the negative beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not loved. I'm the list is is quite endless. So it it seems to me that. Uh, adhering, shall we say, to a patriarchal type religion might not serve us anymore. Is, is that how you see it? And, and maybe, maybe I should have you go through this question, uh, after the break, because we just have a few seconds before. So, Jim, let's do that after the break. Let's answer that question. Folks, don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Today, my guest is Jim Stacy, who is a fellow Voice America host on Seventh Wave. And we are talking about religion and spirituality and how it has caused us possibly to get sick. And just before the break, I was asking Jim the question about the, the, belief in the patriarchal religions and adherence to those patriarchal religions. So, as an individual, we can look at going to a church that may or may not be giving a 
dogma that is uh, helping us spirituality, or I, I should say teachings rather than dogma. And, and for us, for me in particular, a church is a community, and unless that church gets to the point that is saying, okay, uh, Marianne, you need to follow these rules, otherwise you're destined to the fiery depths of hell. Um, I go to a church and or a, a community because it is community. So what is a person to do when it comes down to uh, this Religion versus spirituality, the religion part of it being the thing that may very well may be making us sick. Well, that's a very good question. I would take a two or three hours to answer that problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that there are several things, but one of the, the biggest issues when it comes to the patriarchal religions is every single one of them come up with their fabricated stories about what they believe, and they then write their so-called holy book. And every one of them have a holy book beyond which nothing else is true. So if you don't believe in our holy book, you're going to burn. Well, okay, that's what religion is. It's externals instead of the internals. But what Jesus taught, what Yeshua taught, was far different. What he said was, I didn't, he, he never said, I've come to die for anybody, because no one in this whole world, no matter who they are, were ever bad enough that somebody had to die for them. Now, that's a radical statement for some, but here's why. Because he said, in his own words, and it's right there in, in their people, in the church people's Bible, he said, I have come to bear witness to the truth. And when he said that, he was talking about, Let's go beyond all these rules of the Pharisees. Let's go beyond the holy books. Let's go beyond the fearful consequences that come with man-made religion. Let's, let's get beyond the fear of what happens if you don't conform. And when people live in punishment, the fear of that, when they live in the sense of loss or this silly idea of hell, which, as I've said so many times, there's no word for hell in the Aramaic language. Yeshua, Jesus, never ever said that word. It's impossible to say a word that's not in your language. And so, and that's the truth. So, the, the religion then usually comes up with some kind of idea of sin and salvation. Well, if we live free of guilt and shame, and we know that all we need to do is understand how to connect with the divine deep inside of our own self. That sets us free. Okay. And so, yeah, it, it, the word hell actually was a, a Greek word uh, from Hades. And I do know that all of the books of the New Testament are written in Greek. But uh, were they originally, originally, originally written in this Aramaic language? All the things that Paul was supposed to have written is always in Greek. But the truth is, many of the books in the New Testament that have Paul's name on them, we know now for sure Paul didn't write it. And one of the biggest mistakes of the church today is they're following Paul and his judgments and lists of sin and lists of bad people. And he puts women down, he, he disowns and, and pushes away our, our gay friends and, and so many others. 
But Paul did not come to do anything except found his own churches and, and become his own hero. He never knew Jesus. He never met Jesus. The, the classic definition of apostle was one who met him in the flesh. And then Paul claims to be the chief apostle. I'm sorry, Paul. You're dead wrong. <laughs> well, but got, but yeah. answer, I'm sorry. He did answer. use the, his story on the road that he he did have a visitation by he Christ. Said, no, he said he didn't know for sure who he was talking to. He said he, he saw the Lord, but what was that? But it, I, and I wrote a book about that. Okay. And it's on Amazon. It's called Conversations of St. Paul, the Homosexual. <laughs> okay. But, and I challenged Paul in his conversations. I said, Paul, wait a minute. You didn't really meet Jesus, or you would have at least quoted him one time. But he never did. He never repeated any of the teachings, the parables, the, anything that Jesus said. You won't find anything at all in Paul's writings. Well, so, let's uh, let's kind of get away from that because okay. let's let's go back to the the feelings or, or the the negative beliefs and our illnesses okay. and what Jesus spoke about in learning to heal and, and Jesus Yeshua healed people all the time. I mean, yeah. he, he that was that was what he did. So. In the way you explain it, how is it that the negative beliefs cause illness? Negative beliefs always are something that's happening deep inside of us. What happens deep inside of us in, in our mind, in our heart, our soul, our, the essence of who we are, beyond the fact I mean, what we are spiritual beings living temporarily in physical bodies. If the spiritual being is not healthy, if the spiritual part of us is filled with fear, anxiety, and all of those issues of, of guilt and shame, then the body we live in temporarily is going to be affected by that. And that's why I mean, I've written so much about my own path and how I began to heal after 40 to 50 years in the, you know, the Christian church and all those teachings that I was not good enough. And what happened for me was I began to study the Aramaic language. And when I realized what Yeshua really said, when I began to understand, when he said the kingdom of heaven is within you, I began to understand that there's nothing that I need to be afraid of. This male, angry male God with the with physical being up in the sky is not true. As you said earlier, the divine is not does doesn't have physical forms how can it be male or female except energetically so a new energy in the spiritual realms will help my energies heal deep inside it was when i finally understood that the divine is within me that i am part of that it is me and in part of me and so are you and so is everyone else i began to understand wait a minute I don't have to be afraid. I just need to find how to connect with divine energy and be healed. And that's exactly what uh, Yeshua was teaching us, that how to connect with the kingdom of God. Yeah. And uh, he, he explained many ways what the kingdom of God was like so that people mm -hmm. could begin to understand. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and the truth is, and I, I've asked, I interviewed many ministers before I wrote my first book, and I ask almost all of them, what is the kingdom? And almost without fail, I got the answer, oh, it's, it's the church. I said, excuse me, there was no church in Jesus' day, so what did he mean when he said kingdom? And they don't know how to answer me. So then I say, well, okay, where is this kingdom he talked about? And almost without fail, again, it's up in heaven. It's, that's where we're going. I say, excuse me, Jesus said it was here now, spread out all over the earth, and you can't see it. So I, I say further then, well, how or where did Jesus say this kingdom was? And they don't know. And I say, would you look at Luke seventeen twenty one? The kingdom of heaven is within you. So I said, who was Jesus talking to when he said that? And again, his disciples was the answer. No, I'm sorry. He didn't. That's not true. If you look at verse 20, he was talking to the Pharisees, the very ones he condemned for being self-righteous and hypocrites. He said, the kingdom of heaven is within you too. So the clincher of it all is, I say then, all of Jesus' ministry, Yeshua's ministry, was about entering this kingdom. Who's going to enter and who isn't? So I said, how do you enter what's already within you? And the look on their face tells it all. They don't know. Right. And and so, yeah, they, they, they certainly did not know. And the thing that I've always found interesting is that some individuals that uh, are trying to heal from an illness or even just heal spiritually feel that they can't do it within themselves because mm-hmm. that is like saying that they are a god and i we're getting fairly close to the next break jim okay. so can you can you address that concept that people are afraid of healing because they might be a god sure we'll do that uh, well can you do it in a couple of minutes <laughs> Well, I don't know what <laughs> I'll be. I'll begin, and you can interrupt me for the break. Okay. Jesus said very clearly. Yeshua said, "Have I not told you that you are gods?" It's right there in their New Testament, and most. I mean, this is not taught in the church. They don't know what to do with that. What do you mean? I'm a god? Oh my goodness! Yes, yes, you are. And what he meant by that? We have to go beyond the English translations here which has been changed too many times but what he was saying to people is you are the divine in human form that's what the aramaic very clearly says so to instead of being afraid of that we can step into it and say wow yes now how do i connect with the divine energies and that's another whole question but how do i get in touch with the divine within me How do I know? How can I experience the divine within me? And that is the essence of everything Yeshua taught. You are gods. The kingdom of heaven, and it really said the queendom of heaven is within you. Malkutah Dashamaya is the queendom of heaven within you. But the church couldn't handle that, so they said (laughs) kingdom. (laughs) So it's about getting in touch with the fullness of the male-female energies. I've said many times, weak men must become as strong as the women they fear. 
And until they embrace their own feminine side and begin to embody love, compassion, inclusion, healing, com and all the those powerful energies of healing, that's what we have to step into and choose. And when we choose those energies, we are connecting with the divine within. Okay. All right. Well, you know, that actually, within two minutes, that, that really covered it. So let's go on the break, folks. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to the healing whisper a return to peace if you would like to comment or have a question about our show today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 if you'd rather send an email our email address is the healing whisper at mindspring.com now back to the show Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and today my guest is fellow Voice America host Jim Stacy. Just before the break, we were speaking about how we look at God and look at the message of Jesus, and and as Jim prefers to say, Yeshua, um, that how it has been changed. So there's there's so much we have been talking about and and Jim I know that that some people may hear this and say oh this this is just a a message to take me away from my church mm -hmm. and they might have already turned it off but uh, mm -hmm. for those people that are still hanging in there with us how about that community of the church? How do people respond? Well, that's a good question. And the name of my show on Voice America is called Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. And that relates to the question you just asked. No, absolutely not. I'm not trying to take anybody away from anything. 
I'm just trying to present tr- as many ideas and, and the truth as, as I see it, the truth that I've learned, and I know that there's more than I know. So I, what I would say to those who are in church, if this is your path right now, stay on it, but keep your mind open. Don't let that little box of dogma enclose you. Open the box and look around. I love the phrase, I wonder as I wander. Yes. We we never have learned enough. And so check out the dogma. Check out what your religion is teaching you. Go back and look at what Jesus said. For my claim is, and here's my challenge to every church member, when the Christian church becomes a world-class example of loving their neighbors and loving their enemies, like Jesus said was the greatest commandment. When the church becomes that, I will salute it. And until it does, I say, maybe they ought to think about closing their doors. So, no, you stay in it. And But if you can't love people like Jesus said, maybe you ought to leave. Well, and, and so, that uh, does bring about another question, which... You know, I really need to ask later on in the show, but that okay. question of love and forgiveness, how important is it? But mm-hmm. sure. let's not go there. Let's talk about this Aramaic language. Jim, you say that you started your doctoral studies with the Aramaic language, which yes. was Jesus's language. Yes. And is is the Aramaic still in use? Yes, in parts of the world it is, but not very many. But it's still in eastern Turkey is where it, uh, the main uh, uh, place where, where it's spoken today. And in eastern Turkey is also where Mary Magdalene, uh, after she um, got out of, of, of the Holy Land or whatever and, and went to southern France, Mary Magdalene spent many years there. And you go to southern France, you'll find that vastly true there. But... It's also true that Jesus and Mary Magdalene had at least one child. We know that for sure. And that bloodline is still in eastern Turkey today. But the Aramaic language itself, it is the oldest language in the world. It's, there's none older. And mm. those who know this have been asked, where did the Aramaic language come from? And I mean, mean, the the letters of Aramaic and Hebrew are very close to the same, but the Hebrew came much later. But the Aramaic was spoken as the secondary language of the Persian Empire all the way from Egypt to India and Tibet. And we know now, too, we have proof that Jesus, or Yeshua, studied in Tibet. His name was Issa, or Yeshua. And that's what so many people don't know. But it was the language of Yeshua Jesus in his native tongue there in Palestine in that day. But the the Aramaic language is different than any other language in the sense that it has a transpersonal psychology uh, related to it. Okay, so now what do you mean by that transpersonal psychology? Okay, it means that the Aramaic language applies to not just our minds and to understand it with our mind, but our hearts, our energies, our soul, our spirit, our decisions, our thoughts, our emotions. The Aramaic language relates to every single part of the human being. And when we step into it and embody it, 
Because this is what I learned very early, that the Aramaic is not for my head to know another language, how to read it and write it. The Aramaic can only be understood when I take it deep inside and practice it. That is the transpersonal part. And many people know languages, but do they embody the energies of that language? It's, it's a beautiful concept and it's something that most people don't understand. But that's why Jesus said, take this within you, embody it. And that is the key. That's what he meant by entering the kingdom. Don't just take these words. Don't just take what I've said and the things that, I, that you've heard me uh, speak. Take them deep inside yourself. Practice them. Embody them. And then you will know. And that's the difference. Okay. Now, so we don't know the Aramaic language as a culture uh, anymore, at least here in the Western. Oh, no. Uh, Not at all. And, and so the... English language is certainly not a language that uh, does this, what you just spoke about. Nor is the Greek. And so here we have a bit of a conundrum, as it were, that for individuals that are wanting to heal physically as well as heal spiritually, mm-hmm. we're kind of stuck in a language that doesn't express this the way it needs to be expressed and we have books for those of individuals that have the bible and read the bible that expresses it inadequately as well mm-hmm. how can we begin to learn what jesus was really teaching well that's a great question and that's exactly what i asked many years ago when I walked into the house, uh, a friend of mine, and totally to my surprise, I saw this little book laying on his shelf there, and I asked about it, and to this day I don't understand, knowing him, I don't understand why it was there. But it was a little funny-looking little book, and it, but it said, The Prayers of the Cosmos. And I picked it up, and it was a book written by Dr. Neil Douglas Klotz, who was a guest on my show two weeks ago. He's the world-leading Aramaic scholar, and he's a personal friend of mine, as well as Dr. Lars Moll of of, of, uh, Finland, who is also a personal friend. And we have today scholars in the world that are writing about the Aramaic and what it means and how to step into it. And so I began to ask the same question. As I looked at that book, I picked up... And opened it and inside it was hmm, the Aramaic Lord's Prayer. I said, what in the world is this? And suddenly, as I began to read one of the the renderings of that, instead of the old Our Father nonsense and forgive us our sins and trespasses, what he said was, Avun Devashmaya, O birthing one, mother and father of all life everywhere, Focus the light of your divinity within us and help us make use of that. Loosen the cords of mistakes, not sin, mistakes that are wrapped around me, and in the same way help me to loosen the cords of guilt that I've wrapped around other people. That's the essence of what Yeshua taught. So that says to me that rather than using the word sin, it's mistakes. And mm-hmm. Lord knows we make mistakes all the time. Yes, but and that's a good thing. 
and <laughs> it, otherwise we wouldn't learn. And yes. the the but not just the mistakes, but the guilt we put upon ourselves exactly because of the mistakes that we yes. make. <clears throat> Or the guilt that the uh, religion puts on us because we don't understand our mistakes the way uh, they understand it. So we make a mistake. We're bad. We're wrong. We're guilty. Shame on you. But uh, no, well, Jesus. even even people that are not tied to a church will do that. They will put upon themselves yes. uh, the yeah. guilt of of the mistake, and that guilt is what causes the negative energies which causes the illness yes and um yes so there's a neat way that, that yeah if i can say this yeah uh, there's a really neat way that yeshua put that and it's right there in, in people's bibles but it was changed so many times that it's really hard to understand what it meant but in i think it's luke uh, eleven thirty-five, i think where it says in the english it says the lamp of the body is the eye I said, now, what in the world does that mean? My eye is my... No, that's not what it meant. So I looked it up in the Aramaic, and he said and, and that... Well, it's, it's so hard to say it quickly. <laughs> but the, the lamp is the light. And he said, you are the light of the world. The light right. that Yeshua spoke of was always the divine light within us, the kingdom, queendom of heaven within. So he said the, the lamp... The light, the divine itself, is your essence. And then he said, be careful that your light doesn't become darkened. Ah, and there's the case where people, we allow our light to be darkened because we believe things that aren't true about us. And so we live in that shadow. We live in the guilt and the shame. And so he said, don't let that happen, but go back to the light. Let your light shine. Don't cover it over with those negative things. Yeah, it, it brings to mind a, a well-known song, This Little Light of Mine, Don't Put It Under a Bushel Basket. Yeah. Oh, I sang that as a kid, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've even sung versions of it as an adult, <laughs> be that as it may. Um, it, it, it talks about light, and you know what light is? is is energy, and um, the only thing that can cover the light is darkness, but... Yeah. The light also is needed to cover the darkness. And yes. well, light Jim, dispels darkness. Yeah. Jim, let's go on a break a little bit early. And when we come back, let's just talk about the importance of love and forgiveness. Because okay. Yeshua said okay. that all the time. Folks, don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom healing code coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. 
If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show, and this is Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest today is fellow Voice America host Jim Stacy. Now, Jim, we are talking about the the words of Yeshua and how the kingdom of heaven is within us. One of the other things that I am aware of that uh, Yeshua said is that love is the greatest commandment. So. My question to you is, other than what Jesus said, how important is love and how important is forgiveness? Well, that's very, very important. We can never have peace within ourselves until we choose to embody love. When we do that, forgiveness is is natural. Forgiveness is letting other people be free to be who they are and refusing to be holding a negative energy that only hurts me. Somebody said to not forgive is like drinking poison and expecting it to hurt somebody else. Yeah. So in Yeshua's teaching, what he said so many times, in fact, he said to one of the Pharisees in, another, in a separate place, we came to, how, how can I have eternal life, Master? And he basically said, do you understand what the greatest commandment is? Loving the divine, not this negative male God up in the sky. No, no, no. Love the real one, the one that's inside of you. Love yourself. Then he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And he put all that together and said, and don't forget to love your enemies. When we embody love, when we get, the more we get in touch with the divine within us, who we truly are, the divine in human form, we can choose to replace all the negative energies with positive ones. We can say, yes, I've been guilty of this anger or hatred. You know, I'm, I'm, I've had enough of that. I'm going to heal myself. I'm getting rid of that. I'm choosing to replace that with its energies of love and connection. And we get our friends gathered around us. We do this for each other in community where we say, okay, what are you working on? How can I support you? What am I working on? Here's how you can support me. And we love each other. We care for each other. We encourage each other's birthing of a new self, which is what, again, Jesus taught. He didn't say you must be born again. That's the church self. He said, give birth to a new sense of self continuously. And this is how we do it. Get rid of the negative. 
get our friends and the community of our fellow people around us, and we choose to embody the positive, and in that love and forgiveness, we dwell together, we work together, and we encourage each other to grow. I've spoken about that in detail in my book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity. And if I can mention my website as well. Sure, uh, please do. People can go there and find, i got ten books there on the very first page. It's shorter books, but for downloads. But the website is www.thedivineiswithinus.com. So, your question's excellent. Yes, community is important. And Jesus said to this guy, this Pharisee, if you do these things, if you love like this, you have eternal life. Well, so now, this is something that it's really easier said than done. And I, I don't mean to put what you just said down because mm-hmm. I, I, that's not my intention whatsoever. Sure. That's okay. Let's just take a look at someone who has the negative belief that they are unlovable. However, Mm -hmm. that belief might have been developed. Maybe they were beaten severely as a child and told, nobody can love you. You know, that's Mm -hmm. why I have to beat the crap out of you. So how does a person learn to love themselves when they have a belief that they cannot be loved? That's a great question. I went through that personally. I had literally the belt buckle beatings for most of my childhood. I grew up knowing I was bad and unlovable. I knew that. And it I carried that for decades. As I said before, it wasn't until I began to understand the Aramaic that the healing came. And for me, the understanding was, wait a minute, those voices are wrong. Here's another voice to replace that. What do I choose? Unlovable or the fact that I am part of the divine itself. That's why the transpersonal psychology of the Aramaic is so powerfully healing. There's not a wound we have experienced that cannot be healed by experiencing the divine within us. Okay, and so now the next question that that came to my mind is, so we can't, all of us, begin to study the Aramaic and understand it. Uh, Or maybe we can. Sure we can. But for those individuals that uh, may not have the resources, let's just say Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. what do they do? Well, I would say we have to find the information that's out there. And I'm not sure which way to go here, but... There are ways to, to get the information that are not that expensive. For example, we can get downloads of books and information today that are much less expensive than books in print. But if we truly want to know, then I say whatever, make it a priority. Find somehow, ask your friends, ask for help, whatever, and get enough money together to get a book, to get a download, to find something on the path. I can't tell who somebody which book to buy. I mean, it has to be from their own heart when they hear, wow, maybe there's some answers there. Go for it. Maybe there's there's answers there. Go for it. And we keep going. That's what I did. Over and over and over, I've read hundreds and hundreds of books. This is the way I found the truth. Picking up that book that day by my friend Dr. Neil Douglas Klotz, Prayers of the Cosmos. It's a cheap and expensive book, but it's the beginning. 
And I would say start right there. Okay. All right. And so the important thing is having a community and and, uh, really learning what was truly said in the language in which it was stated. So um, let me just, this is just a pure curiosity question on my part, and it it really does leave people with a, a message of hope, that there is hope for your spiritual healing as well as your physical healing. Because if... If Yeshua could heal people the way he did, and he taught his disciples how to heal. What was it? He sent out 32 men, I assume men, uh, maybe men and women. There were both. About the country uh, of Israel at the time, and they healed. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting because of all the disciples, there weren't just 12, as you said, Mary Magdalene was the probably the most devoted disciple that Jesus had. She <clears throat> understood because he was the embodiment of these energies of healing and loving and nurturing and compassion. Those are feminine energies, as we normally understand. So why wouldn't she be the most devoted disciple? Uh, it says it right there in, in, in the scriptures that... Uh, they had a very, very close and powerful connection. Well, the church never admitted how far it went. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because we know that today they were married and they did have at least one child. But the disciples, however many they were, they had to learn to embody, take within themselves what Yeshua taught. And in all the healing that he did, there's one key word, and it's right there. The Aramaic word itself is right there in the Bible. When the blind mourned the man that was born blind and deaf, and Jesus came to heal him, and he did certain things, and it came to him, and he spoke the word, Ephrata. And what he said was, be reconnected with your divine self. Okay. So my challenge to everybody is, we through all these these books that I've mentioned and, and and other ways you can find the ways to reconnect with your deepest self, and when you do that, you will be healed, absolutely. Okay, well, it has come as you know, Jim. This last segment of the show is very quick. It has come time for the end of the show, and before I close, I'd like to say, everybody, you can find Jim on the Seventh Wave. Uh, channel of Voice America, and you can also connect with me on my website, thehealingwhisper.com, as well as my Facebook page, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and it, it. thank you so much for your message, and there is a message of hope for individuals, and th- that they can heal, and that it is about connecting to that divine energy. So, Folks, thousands of years ago, there was a very wise man that lived in Israel and, or Judea, I think is what it was called at the time, and his name was Solomon. He happened to be a king, and he wrote a proverb that said, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And so until next week, folks, blessings. 
Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.